0: You say you're the king of this, and you're the king of that. You're the king of dark shots. Hitting some good shots on Tom here. He's landing some big shots. Best in the game. Perfect. Best <laughs> in the game. Woo! <laughs> you think you can
1: beat me in a bucket match, do you? He's covering oh up. Oh, my
0: God! That is, that is bullshit. Dark choke. Dark choke set up from Devin Stanley. They're like He's the Spartans go. in 300. Teddy Atlas here. It's the New Line Podcast with Keith No and Elijah Thacker. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live from the Holiday Inn Express second shift. And we are with the champion, Denzel Chapman. And always, Keith the Dana White of West Virginia. How you doing, champ?
2: I'm doing good.
0: You know, I forgot to say the ugliest man in boxing.
1: Yeah, I'm cool. mad at
2: myself. You already missed your chance, bud. I already—I just said it. You blew it, Elijah. So,
0: you know, you—you're looking. Oh my God, I can't do podcasts, man. You talk,
1: Keith. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Are we <gonna> start over? <laughs> no, no. This no is part- there, there is no starting over. Okay. Elijah's at work. Um, Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, so we haven't announced anything yet, but on May 13th at Bridgeport, West Virginia, Denzel Chapman will be making his professional MMA debut. This has been a long time coming and, uh, this is something, you know, I've been looking forward to this man. And, uh, I know you've been looking forward to this. A lot of people have been looking forward to this, man. What's, What's it feel like to finally be going pro? Um, I mean, I'm excited for it. That's always the goal. You
2: know, you do martial arts. You never want to, you know, retire from martial arts. Is oh, yeah, I was a good amateur, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, I've been excited for it. I get more time in the rounds. Um, I feel like, you know, kind of like the shackles come off. I'm allowed to throw elbows and knees, you know, all the, the time training Muay Thai, I'm, you know, so the elbows and knees on my feet's going to come into play and all of the ground strikes, you know, with my elbows – those are gonna you know, it's it's just stuff I've been training for a long time that I'm finally able to use. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um
1: And you were a and, man in, in your amateur fights, you you had a lot of tools that uh that you were busting out, a lot of moves, a lot of guys wouldn't even attempt, and then and then just to know you know, you were holding a lot back. So now now we're finally gonna see you uh you know, letting loose out there. Um Elijah, where'd you go, bud? All right,
0: here's what I want. To ask. I've thought about it. I've been sitting here thinking about it. Uh-oh. I want to go back in time, Denzel, to the very beginning when you started training. Did you ever imagine that you'd be here? Did you Did you see from the very beginning I'm going to be a prep one
2: day? Um, yeah, but I never knew it would be in like MMA. Um, you know, I did karate and stuff for a while and. All the good oh, so you were going
0: to turn pro in karate.
2: No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, you know, I'm from Mingo County, you know, Del Barton represent. But, uh, you know, back then when I was a kid, the famous thing was the rough and rowdy brawl. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And then you would hear of the fabled, oh, they're Golden Gloves champ, you know, but it the main thing was, go, you know, the rough and rowdy brawl. Yeah. And I always was like, oh, I'm going to be the rough and rowdy champ, blah, blah, yada, yada. Yeah. And I accomplished that. And then I was like, wait a minute. I went to a gym, you know, I went to uh, Ground Zero here in Morgantown. Um, I was with those guys for many years. And when I got there, I was like, oh, wait, no, this is, this is a totally different kind of fighting. I'm getting my ass whipped. What's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's when I was like, oh, I need to start learning some some mixed martial arts and learn something besides, you know, just swinging like a madman for a minute straight. So, I mean, it the dream came later. So, but I was a ready champ first. Hell yeah. And then, you know, here I am now making a pro debut. So it's pretty awesome.
1: You know, that's so, that's something in southern West Virginia. Like, I've I've said it before myself. Growing up, you know, I, I knew there was a tough man contest. I, I didn't even hear about rough and rowdy until I was a little older, but uh, I was thinking, you know, you win a tough man, then you go pro. <laughs> and uh, I had no idea, you know, there was Golden Gloves, USA boxing, amateur boxing, all this other stuff. I was just like, tough man, pro, tough man, pro, because that's all I had seen. And uh, you know, the, the generation now, you know, like that's changing. You know, there's promoters out there now, you know, that, that's, that's another reason that, you know, I'm giving guys opportunities that I didn't have opportunities that you didn't have at a younger age too. And, um, man, I, I'm excited about all that. I love this stuff. And, uh, but to see a to see a guy like you, you know, you, you, you won the rough reality. You're like, all right, I'm at the top. And then you find out, wait, I'm just getting started. <laughs> and then here you are.
2: Yeah. I mean, and it's always learning experience, you know, I, I, Every, I go to, you know, I train at All-American MMA up in Uniontown, PA. And I also train at Black Cat uh, Mixed Martial Arts here in Morgantown. Just opened up uh, that gym with uh, uh, Josh Fowler opened that gym up. And me and a couple guys have uh, been helping him get that going, and it's going really well. But, you know, dude, I, I go, I get humbled every day in the gym. You know, I go out and I do these fights and I fight. And, you know, you guys see, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here or anything, but you guys see me, you know usually either win in a dominant fashion or at least have an exciting fight throughout, you know, but then I go to the gym and I spar with, you know, my buddy Ethan Hayes or chef John or Nick Brown. Nick Brown is, uh, the main coach up at all American as well. Um, and he fights on Bellator. He's been murdering people in Bellator. In my opinion, Nick Brown's the best fighter to ever come out of this area. But, uh, dude, he, yeah, I go in the gym every day and I just, uh, I'm the nail. You know, I'm hardly ever the hammer. And when you anybody that spars with Nick Brown, you are not going to be the hammer. You are always going to be the nail 100% of the time.
0: <laughs> you know, it's been a while since we've seen you in the cage. It's been a while since we've seen you in MMA. You know, you had that title defense against Eric Mon. You look spectacular. But I know even though you've not been active – You've changed a whole lot of things. We saw you in that really close decision loss to to uh, Jason. And what have you changed since then? What, what kind of things have you sharpened up?
2: You know, I'm always working on striking, striking. You know, kickboxing, Muay Thai type stuff will always be my first love. But with Jason Wilson, you know, I was I was talking to the guys, uh, you know, the the at All American that I started training at and joined their team there, and I was. We were talking, and they was like, why did you not shoot a single takedown? And I was like, dude, I don't know. You know, <laughs> um, And so I've been working a lot in wrestling um, with not only the guys at All-American, but at uh, Black Cap Mixed Martial Arts, we have uh, a couple ex-WVU wrestlers. They graduated, so they're not wrestling anymore, but they wrestled collegially for WVU. We oh, wow. have uh, uh, Dave. He's a wrestling coach, uh, and uh, he wrestled collegiately as well. So I've been working on my wrestling a lot with, the, you know, the guys at both gyms. Um, when I say my team, I, I consider both te- both gyms my team, you know. But I've been working a lot on wrestling, working a lot on jiu-jitsu, um, and just kind of blending it all together um, in a way that I haven't before. Kind of like a mix of martial arts? Almost. It's like you put it in a, a mixer and mixed it.
0: I wonder what they would call that.
2: Probably blended martial arts or something. Yeah.
0: B M M. Wait, no. <laughs> BMA. <laughs> We're starting a new sport, ladies and gentlemen, BMA.
1: <laughs> BMA. <laughs>
0: Completely unsanctioned. So tell me, I you know, you, you say you're training at Black Cat with Josh Fowler. What's that guy's obsession with stabbing people?
2: Well, see, yeah, that's the thing. You know, I I talk about Nick Brown being the best fighter in this area, one hundred percent. I believe that Josh Fowler is the best killer from this area, one hundred percent. He's never killed anybody that I know of. But if you one ever attack, you just got you got to watch him though. Yeah, if you ever <laughs> attack him, you will be stabbed eighty-seven times within a matter of seconds. You know. I,
0: train with a guy like that here in Pikeville. He was a purple belt and brilliant, brilliant fighter, but one of the most unassuming guys you'll ever meet. Little chubby guy, like 40 years old. He was a knife expert. He was big into collie and all that stuff. And the dude was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Like, you know, you're used to training like for sport. You're used to like boxing. You're used to, you know, fighting. And like, you don't realize there's dudes out there that think about nothing but killing you.
2: Yeah, well that's the thing. Like I mean Fowler's a very good black belt in jiu-jitsu and when me and him roll and he really puts it on me, like it's I, I can't do anything, you know, but if I uh I would rather grapple Fowler any day of the week than uh try to do anything with weapons because that's that's where his coral belt comes in.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: You know,
0: one thing that came to mind that you said earlier, you talked about that fight with Jason. And they were asking why you didn't shoot any takedowns. Do you think it was a confidence thing where you weren't training with high level wrestlers at that time?
2: Um, I wouldn't say it was as much that because we had some. You know, when I was at Ground Zero, we had a lot of good grapplers and we had some good wrestlers. Zar Paris is one of the best wrestlers I've ever met. Um, but I think it was more of honestly, you know, um, nothing against Jason; he's a great guy and everything. But I was getting the better and of him uh in the exchanges on the feet and i just was thinking to myself you know i I watched a couple of his past fights i could tell that my striking was better than his and i was like oh i can eventually knock this guy out um jason stopped that um, his chin was much stronger than i realized but you know he he did his thing he out grappled me put me on my back he controlled but i don't think it was as much a confidence thing as much as it was just I think it was a confidence in another direction, like me thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely better than him on my feet. I can knock him out on my feet. But he was the smarter fighter and was like, oh, well, I'm better than you on the ground.
0: <laughs> you know, that was one of the most interesting fights I've ever called because, and it was one of the closest. That fight was razor thin. And it you definitely, you got the better of him on the feet. You were hurting him several times there were just a few little moments that changed everything. It's when you went for that crucifix a couple of times, he ended up on top. What does a fight like that do for you to help you prepare for a pro debut? Cause that was just such a dog fight and there's so much to learn from it.
2: Oh yeah. You know, we, the crucifix was something that I've always went for off of an ankle pick. Um, but the thing was, I was, I got really caught up in the moment. I thought I had the crucifix a lot tighter than I did. Um, and he usually circled out and came up to top control. If I, you know, looking back, I've watched that fight a thousand times. i watched that fight more than I've watched any other fight of mine Um, because you learn the most from your losses. You know, you don't – I go in there and knock somebody out in 30 seconds or, you know, a minute or whatever, and I don't really learn anything from that. I just know I hit hard and I hit good. (laughs) But I uh, watched that fight so many times, and you go back and you learn – like, oh, man, if I would have just, you know, held the arms shrimped out, came over top, I would have had top control. You know, pretty simple jujitsu at that point. I didn't do any of that. Um, so, you know, I I know now if I ever get in that position again what to do. Um, I've also learned that I need to defend um, takedowns better, and I've been working on those pretty heavy with the team. So, you know, fight like that, it was a good hard fight. It was a fun three rounds, um, and – If uh, Jason ever decides to go pro whenever he's comfortable and does that, I wouldn't mind running that back. That'd be a fun one. That'd be a great brand.
1: So now Uh, we're looking forward at, uh, you've got Kyle Eckerd for your debut as a pro. And, uh, (laughs) you know, Kyle for Kyle for a while was the number one ranked uh, lightweight in West Virginia. Uh, And he may still be, I'm not sure, but, uh, Coming, and he, he's he's uh training with Mike Shepard and those guys there in Parkersburg. You know, they got a lot of really good kickboxers in that gym. I'm not sure what level jiu jujitsu they have, but I do know Kyle's got one of the nastiest arm bars around. And uh, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel that you match with uh Kyle?
2: Um, well, there was at one time while uh, Kyle was climbing the rankings I was the number one guy for a Mm -hmm. while then he took number one and I was number two for the longest time and we kind of sat there for a good while um and you know this fight I think we tried to schedule this fight what like a year ago year and a half ago something like that and uh, I think he had an injury or something something happened but um you know I think that me and him are uh, definitely two of the best guys in the state um at the amateur level I'm excited to see how we are at the pro level um I do know he's got a really slick arm bar i mean all I think it's all five of his wins are by arm bar um so you know I better not give him my fucking arm, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it'll be i think it'll be a good fight. I think I have my strengths in certain spots, and I think he has his strengths in certain spots, and I think we both have weaknesses in other spots, and I know that you know he's a high level guy, so he's gonna try to exploit my weaknesses just like I'm gonna try to exploit his so it's really interesting, you know, when this fight materialized
0: and you you guys were setting it up, you were messaging me, telling me about it, and you seemed so excited. Like, you've known this guy for a long time, and you, you I, I can tell you almost admire him because you know how tough he is. So what's it like fighting a guy like that?
2: Oh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for, you know, everybody talks about uh well if you you know if you're man enough to get in that ring or that cage blah blah blah, no no like fuck all that if you are dedicated and resilient enough to go through training camps and fight camps especially with a coach like mike shepherd i know mike shepherd's a great coach then i have respect for you you know and Eckert is a good fighter um he's a smart fighter and he like i said he's training with a great team he's up there with uh Mike Shepard. Mike Shepard's a legend in the state in combat sports. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I have, I have a lot of respect for Kyle. I'm I'm really excited to to fight him. I think that you know, like I said, I think me and him are some of the best guys in the state. Not only at this weight, but um, at our level together. And I, uh, you know, I only like to do. I want to do the hard fights. You know what I mean? Um, that's why I wanted Jason Wilson. Jason Wilson was undefeated. Yeah, I want to fight the undefeated guy, you know, and that's I want to keep that going. I know Eckard's one of the best guys around. But I want to fight him, you know. And me and him talked about it, and he was super cool, you know. When I messaged him, and we were like, "Yo, man, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's let's line it up, dude." Yeah, like it was these really good guys, respectful guy. And I mean, the only thing I think that could out the only thing that's Better than his fighting capability is his attitude. He's a super cool dude, from what I've seen. So I'm really excited to fight somebody like that.
1: Yeah. So, as a, as a,
2: go ahead, Keith.
1: As a fan, man, as a fan of this stuff, and um, you know, I, I follow the uh, the regional scene. Very heavy, you know. I don't I, honestly. I don't. I don't watch a whole lot of UFC and stuff anymore. I'm, you know, I'm following all the local guys and uh, as a fan of all these fighters, man. This is just something I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this fight. Um, I'm pumped for uh, Kevin's Kevin Miller's debut. A lot of these fights just have me really excited, man, and uh, just uh, hoping to see Jason uh, Jason Wilson go pro. Get to see that rematch at the pro level. Possibly a Wilson versus Eckerd. There's a lot of there's a lot of big matchups, man. That just get me excited, man.
0: You know something uh, something I wanted to ask you about. You know we talked, we've talked about Eckerd. We've talked about how much you respect him. So when you're laying in bed at night and you can't sleep because Heidi's snoring too loud, when you picture this fight,
2: how do you see it playing out? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be real honest with you. I usually don't, uh, think about this fight when I'm laying in bed with my fiance, but, uh, <laughs> you know what, you what know, I'm saying, <laughs> asshole, in those quiet <laughs> moments when
0: you pitch the fight.
2: No, I, I think, think about it. I think about, um, uh, you know, I always think about people I would like to, uh, fight cause I want, you know, I want the best competition around and I, uh, I've thought about fighting Eckerd. You know, like I said, we tried to line this up like a year ago, year and a half ago, and uh, it just fell through. And that was kind of like, you know, it felt like almost like the fight, you know, the one that got away, the fight that got away. But we got it back. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I, I've thought about it. You know, I had a game plan then, um, but Eckerd is, you know, he's still training. He's, you know uh evolved as a fighter as well so that game plan then is not the game plan now you know so i think about it often you know my training um i have 12 weeks before this fight 11 12 something like that that's the most i've ever had to prepare for an opponent and so i couldn't have asked for a better timeline for a pro debut you know to get ready for an opponent i know he's going to be doing different things and i'm going to be doing different things so you know when i think about it it's just you know hey what are we going to work on tonight you know what i mean we're going to be offensive, defensive tonight. We're going to work on footwork tonight. We're going to, you know, grapple. It's just – it's another fight. It's just a different opponent. Um, I always train for every opponent, no matter how good or bad I think they are. I always train for them like they're monsters, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the same thing here. The only difference is I get to train longer rounds and, and get my ass beat more by uh, pro fighters um in the gym with elbows and knees uh this past weekend actually um one of the guys he's a veteran of quite a few pro fights uh aj bosley up at all american he uh introduced me really well to uh elbows and ground and pound for uh an entire round and that was that was awesome thanks aj love you pap all <laughs> so tell me denzel
0: You've been in there a lot of times. You've made this walk a bunch. How does this feel different? I'm getting paid. <laughs> That's
1: always nice. It's not it's only, nice. only that. Now, so I, I know one thing we've, we've spoke about, you were getting bored in the amateurs. You yeah. know, you were, you were, um, it was really casual. Um, but you know, the, you you seem like you're you're starting to hit these two days again. You're and it's like you're really wanting it again for the first time in a long time. And uh, to tell us about the feeling, you know, like that mindset of you know it's another amateur fight, it's another amateur fight. Now you're telling people I'm a professional athlete, and uh, how how has that changed just everything?
2: Oh yeah, it's it. I mean. When I think about, like, amateur fights and stuff, you know, I've done quite a few of them. Um, If you add in boxing, kickboxing, and MMA, I've done, you know, a a good bit for an amateur fighter. But when it came, you know, I was kind of getting bored. It wasn't as much of, like, you know, oh, this opponent's not going to be good. It was more of, you know, like I said, who wants to keep just fighting amateur and eventually retire and say man i was the best damn amateur fighter in west virginia you know what i mean yeah i don't want that to be like what i look back on with my martial arts career and be like oh man i was a damn good amateur you know so yeah i think a lot of
0: guys will settle for that they think i'm a hometown hero that's all that really matters and they'll sit there it looks. I mean, you're looking to go to the top. I know. One day you hope that you'll make it to the UFC. You'll make it to you know Bellator, and I think you have the talent
2: to do that. Y'all, can, can we? Can though? This is recorded. Okay. Now we all we'll have record that Elijah said something nice to me. This is the last time. <laughs> From now no,
1: on. I mean, oh, we forgot that? to record this.
2: Can you believe? that? <laughs> as soon as I mean, honestly, as soon as. uh you know, the the pro fight was inked in and everything was good to go. Like I, I was already preparing, you know, I, I never stay away from the gym for too long. It's a good therapy for me. Um, you know, me and my fiance both, we enjoy the gym quite a bit. It helps us relieve stress from the work day and, you know, of life in general. So I never leave the gym. But as soon as, you know, the pro thing was inked in and we were ready to rock, um, I've been hitting it, you know, wide open, harder training, you know, longer rounds, you know, more focused training, not just generalized training as much. to, hey, make sure you're in shape for this. No, we're like focusing and biting down on certain things, and that's that's pretty nice. I'm, I, I like this new form of training, and I'm, I'm settling in, uh, with my, my team at All American there, and those guys just. There are just some animals up there, and I'm I'm really pumped to be training with them. And the guy's a black cat, um, you know, Josh Fowler. I've been training with him for years, so it's nice to have kind of the familiar, familiarity um, to it. But also, I've got this new um, kind of training that's, you know, I'm just getting used to. That's like all these pro fighters who've been doing this for years and years and years, and they have all this experience with it. So I'm getting like all that, you know what I mean, as well. So it's 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 a humbling but also like uplifting experience. Well, you needed to be humbled. Let's
0: face it, like you're the most arrogant guy I know.
2: Oh yeah, you're just mad because I broke your knee with a leg kick.
0: Do we really want to get into this and talk about how bad your jujitsu is on the air?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I that's what I've been hinting around at. I've been sitting here wondering, has Denzel fixed his terrible jujitsu? Oh, but, the but I'll I'll choke you to death
2: now. You say that, but I doubt it. Uh, listen, you better call me. You better call me Sonic Eggman because I will mess you up. I need all I needed was an egg timer when I beat you. I needed like thirty seconds, dude. Uh, listen, I'll get your boy CJ to come out and smoke you real quick. You better calm down. We're on the live thing right now. We don't we don't bring CJ Matthews into this. That guy. <laughs> <it's>,
0: <laughs> you said his full name. Oh, you know he's. You know he's going to be uh, performing live. Christopher at live. James.
1: Christopher this James Matthews. Right oh. We're going to have
0: CJ perform
1: live. Yeah, we are still in contract negotiations, but CJ said, "Show me the cheddar." So <laughs> we are working on getting CJ Matthews to sing the national anthem, and not only that, also a halftime Amazing. performance. America, the Beautiful. Yep.
2: Wow. Y'all are wild, <laughs>
1: and and one of his originals.
2: I
0: don't know how we get the best singer on the Eastern Seaboard on. Like we got to have him. He, he he fought for us, and now he is breaking barriers in the world of
2: music. You know what? The um sort of change the subject from CJ there, <laughs> but you, do you know what the uh, the main goal as a pro is? To be I'm trying. I'm still. Trying to get, no, and, I'm trying to still get Mingwa, Beef Jerky and Nesquik to sponsor me.
1: Those guys still haven't stepped up. Hell no, man. They're sponsoring uh, Old Dave and Daryl Sports over there. I don't, I don't know why they won't sponsor my man.
2: Oh, that's because I'm from Del Beasy, not from Williamson. Yeah, you're
0: from the wrong side of the tracks. We've always, always heard that about bro. you.
1: I'm from the wrong side of
2: Buffalo. (laughs) Wrong
1: side of the creek, pal.
0: That's it, bud. So what's it going to be like fighting for your pro debut pretty much in your backyard? I know. I mean, it's your home away from home. I know you work in Bridgeport, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I Actually, uh, I work at the the aviation center there. Um, I repair airplanes and all that good jazz.
0: How Uh, do they ever – trust you to repair an airplane my god that
2: well they get there's like eight other people that have to sign off on things so we're good but uh, i think they need to up that to 10 yeah whatever but (laughs) no i I mean i'm pumped about it there's a lot of people up in morgantown and uh, fairmont and bridgeport who has been wanting to watch me fight for a a while pilots are we gonna
0: see there are we gonna see like a whole front row full of people in pilot uniforms
2: well, I don't. I'm not friends with any pilots. I'm friends with aircraft. Oh, you're 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 too low class to talk to the pilots. <laughs> yeah, something like that. There's a pilot shortage right now.
0: Keith's uh, Keith's kicking back some wine. Yeah, he is. He drinks. Uh, what
2: was it? is that a Cabernet?
0: Let's <laughs> not let's not sit here and pretend that you know about wine, Denzel. I know what Heidi shows me. Let's know uh, Where is Heidi? Why was she not on this podcast? That's the only reason I agreed to do it.
2: Because it's after midnight, and her and I work
0: early as piss. Why does she always message me after midnight, then? Oh, because I usually fall asleep. Oh, that makes more sense. Anyway, tell us about Heidi. We need a Heidi Gum update.
2: Well, she's uh, me and her went to the boxing gym tonight, Jim's Gym here in Morgantown, if you want to... Get some good boxing in. That's a solid place to go. Um, Mac and Eric up there, they're wonderful guys and have a lot of boxing knowledge. But we went there tonight, and uh, after we finished up there, we both were there for a couple hours. She went on to the other gym and lifted weights. Heidi Gum is an animal. She's so a Oh, I went and bought a grill and a
1: smoker. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Heidi was the only D1 athlete. You know, in this little group we have here,
2: I think so. She played water polo, right? Well, something
0: like that. D1 water polo at uh, WVU.
2: I think she uh, boxed at uh, WVU and did water polo on her free time. Okay. So it was just a passion she had. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But so, Enzo you're going to have Ronan there. You're going to have Heidi there. You're going to have your family there and you're going to walk out as a pro fighter. What's that going to be
2: like? Um, it's pretty exciting, man. Uh, you know, as you guys know, uh, I talk about it. Uh, sometimes I don't talk about it too much, but my, uh, little brother passed a couple of years ago there. He was, uh, killed in a car accident, uh, guy, i meth method him. But, uh, he, uh, that was always what me and him talked about going, you know, Denzel, when you want to go pro? Go pro, dude. Go pro. And pretty nice that I'm actually doing that now. Um, his birthday's uh this Saturday, actually. So, it's nice that we signed this contract like before his birthday. I don't know. It's kind of symbolic to me or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But it feels good to know that I'm doing what me and him always talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think um, it's
0: of a-, a birthday present for him. Yeah. Absolutely so what's your biggest motivation going into this fight i know that's a big one i know uh i know losing him was a big deal man and it's it's still something that you carry with you every day
1: oh
2: yeah um there's a lot of a lot of trauma from that uh that i deal with you know i I go to therapy i'm a very very outspoken um advocate for men's mental health you know I, th- I think it's a topic that's looked over and almost shunned sometimes um but you know i go to therapy for that uh the help with that you know i'm learning to deal with it and stuff and my family you know i have their support and everything but i think you know honestly you know making uh my little brother sean proud's always a uh, motivator for me um but also you know making uh you know Giving my son an example, you know, you can do anything you want. You know, I as long as you work hard. I'm, you know, this kid from right outside of Del Barton, West Virginia, growing up in a trailer court, you know, who's was told many times you're never gonna do anything, you're never gonna make nothing from yourself. You know, well, here I am, I have a good career. Um, I just signed to be pro athlete, like, you know, you can do anything. It just you just have to work for it. You know, some people are gifted with it. You know some people are just born athletes, some people are you know born into families that can help you get there, and then some people have to work for it, and I want to show my son like, hey man, as long as you work hard, you know you can do whatever you want to um but also I, oh, I really true. really want to you know make my fiance proud as well you know heidi's she does so much for me you know when when I do these fight camps and stuff, she is the person you know that has taken over my diet um and it's really helped me a lot. You know, I missed missed weight there before, and ever since she's taken over my diet, I I, I haven't. Um, she's she's always the one that's like, you know, when I'm like, man, I really want to just go get a big greasy cheeseburger. She's like, no, nah, dude, like we're gonna, you know, like, like tonight, she's making, she made chili with, you know, we got uh, healthy chili, and it's it's chili with all these different kind of vegetables and stuff in it, and ground turkey. You I just know,
0: thought it was hilarious, man. It's healthy chili. It's just beans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but no, like she's got this chili dude and, and the thing that one of the things I'm most thankful is she makes healthy food good. Like she makes it taste good. Anytime I've tried to make healthy food, I'm like, man, this is trash. And I'm a pretty damn good cook. I I really believe, you know, i, I cook pretty well. But she like when she makes healthy food, man, I'm like, man, this is actually really good. It's not just edible, this is good. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm very thankful for the drive that she gives me. But she sacrifices so much. That's some for good us. shit. Yeah. That's it good. It's real good. But good no, shit. she sacrifices so much for us. So that's a big, big driving factor. Um, that's my fights and stuff, too. I want to make sure she's proud, too, you know.
0: I'm definitely a Heidi Gum fan, more so than a Denzel Chapman fan. I'm
1: what? not. I'm going to fight Heidi one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have had me for a long time. Yeah, and, uh,
2: you know, Keith I, I the air it.
1: and, like, maybe address that. To the I lost. Keith, you lost. I lost. You added her. I added her to Facebook, so, I mean, I don't know. I might just have to block her on there. <laughs> but, yeah, I lost. I lost that battle. I don't remember what the bet was. I had to do something. It was, you have to give
2: Denzel $500.
1: (laughs) I don't think that was it.
2: Oh, horse's ass. That's exactly what it was. Did she ever figure out who pooped in her suitcase? No, there's still the phantom pooper out there in the world. Yeah, we need to talk to her about that. I still believe wholeheartedly that she did it. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, if she actually listens to this thing and she gets to this part, she's gonna be like, "I
1: fucking hate elijah
0: <laughs> well i mean i I truly believe that it was like a psychotic break, and she probably I mean, doesn't even have any memory of it.
1: It's so crazy. a bunch of girlfriends go to the beach, have a good time, they wake up in the morning, and a big old steamy pile of crap inside the suitcase.
0: Yeah. You know this is
1: the second episode in a
0: row we've talked about poop. Really? Well, I think we have a problem. You
1: guys have some kind of weird like <laughs> we need to stop shooting podcasts after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a poop podcast with Keith Mello and Elijah Packer.
2: Yeah, you guys I'm tapping out, boys. I'm tapping out.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Well, appreciate you coming on, man. We're looking forward to seeing you. Hey here in Denzel. Two denzel that wouldn't be the first time now would it
2: what's that you heard me hey bud it's not you the about first time a... you
1: tapping out to him
2: you about to make another enemy boy
0: i've died you you owe me this after head kicking me three times in one round
1: well put your hands up kid <laughs> <laughs> this has been the new line podcast